Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Bookish and the Brave. And in this most recent production, the Sojourners finally cross the ferry. They cross the River Sharon and make it all the way into the lower part of the city of Boshan, into the district of Torntown. As they navigate through Torntown, they have one singular mission, to find out who is the maker of these imposter information books known as the Ging Watsons. And so for now, our story continues. Good friends, good news today. Amos is half price for his next barge run. And he's gonna, he's gonna glare at him in the eyes again. And then he's gonna walk off the barge. Oh my gosh, all right, well that was a perception of 12 and um hawkins you notice that vaughn is very edgy he's got that edgy look in his eyes at the time that um he encountered Drina, the time that he encountered philo right he's got that just he's his knuckles are white and and you can tell he's not paying attention to everything uh but you do notice the flag has changed no longer indicating it is safe to attack you notice the misplaced bandages indicating that these people are not sick, but they are being escorted by a priest of Shantea. He's the only one that's looking around, making eye contact. The other people's heads are down, hoods covering their face, the permeating fog as well. Given that Vaughn just said that, how would you like to contribute? I, I think Hawkins isn't quite picking up on everything that's going on. Um, I think as he passes by the people who are getting ready to come on board. He's feeling very uncomfortable with Vaughn's level of confrontation. Um, so he'll mention to uh, one of the people dressed in the priestly robes, he'll say, just make sure you fly under the, or that you sail under the red flag. Uh, don't let him change the flag on you. Yes, and he's, he is charging half price. Is, is that accurate? I, I suppose so. That is quite nerve-wracking. Um, that uh, I hear that a lot of times when the price goes down, the threat goes up, people go missing. Did you encounter anything untoward? I don't think you need to worry about anything just now. Um, but... Uh, here, why don't you take this just in case? And he hands him five gold. We are not trading in gold. Oh. We are. It, but it, with his help, I don't understand. His I, curiosity has peaked. Hawkins, you have spoken to him. I don't understand either, sir. I, <laughs> if this isn't uh, if if this isn't part of your deal with him, then we'll just. We'll just move right along, I, I guess. Just make sure it doesn't change the flag on you. Uh, oh, red flag, okay. Uh, what if he does? Don't let him. Make sure he doesn't put up any other flag. Like, hold his arms if you have to. Blessings of the earth and soil. These are terrible times in Boshan. Thank you, my friend. A blessing of the earth and land to you. May you find minerals where your heart desires. And to you, thank you. Um, he hands you a a farmer's almanac, and it says House of Shantea. He says, "This is for the coming year. It will bless you and your crops." 
providing insight and guidance. Thank you. The goddess thanks you as well. Thank you. Sterling and all these things, how are you interchanging? So like, obviously being behind the boat, Sterling really doesn't know what's going on. Um, and probably at the most inopportune time, he will come out from behind the boat, shake off like a dog, and we'll just like give his whole body a shake. So it's a nice day for a swim and uh, get everybody a little bit wet. And it is a cold day, so everyone definitely backs away from you, this stranger in Boshan. Your level of enthusiasm and joy is shocking, and everyone's eyes are now fixed upon you, with the exception of old honest Amos. Old Honest Amos changes his countenance from helpless and victimized to demanding, and he's last seen arguing with this priest as well as a couple other merchants, milking them for everything they are worth. And there, the city, the small village of Torntown lies before you. It's a mixed village within the middle part of the city. Uh, there are many uh, residents, the working class who live here, the ones that supported Boshan. Uh, the, the fog is thick at this point. It is difficult to see as you move along, but you can see that the shops themselves are still open. The lights are still on and the ever-present sound of coughing and sneezing and disease are present. As you move about this city, to where do your feet take you? Vaughn, you have spoken in many noble terms today. It's been a long time since that has left your lips. May we find out how your presence is now. Vaughn would be taking on the attitude of a humble traveler again. Um, he, you all would notice that uh, he only does that in extreme situations. He's not interested in presenting himself as a nobleman in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's it's definitely an act and um, something that he taps into only in a dire situation when it uh, when it's necessary to accomplish something. So he's a humble traveler, walking with his humble traveling friends, trying to stay as discreet as possible with a big, big huge mechanical lion. Yes. Hawkins. Uh, so Hawkins was supposed to return this lion to his parents at some point. Um, so it's probably not the first order of business. And in fact, you know, he might consider intentionally hanging on to the lion until just before they leave. But... Um, that's something that's on his mind, that his time with the lion is probably coming to a close. Um, so he'll uh, focus on, he'll he'll want to stay in kind of the, the lower parts of the city, assuming that that's where the black market is gonna be um, stood up. I assume it's sort of a traveling thing. Um, in the middle of the day, he's not expecting to find much but uh, sort of, once again, keeping an eye out for that A symbol that might be indicating some communication. And Sterling. 
So now that Sterling's fully dressed again and walking about, he's um, used quite a bit of energy on that swim. So he is like a kid in a candy store again. Again, he didn't spend a lot of time in motion, but he's just kind of looking in every single window, like that kind of joy of window shopping. Anytime somebody comes up with like a food, street food, he's there and like getting food because he's just, he's hungry after that swim. Sterling, you're held up a little bit because the the outdoor cooking shop is taking a little bit longer. There was a little bit more of a queue as you stepped in line. And the woman making the, the meat sticks starts to paste them together and fry them over an open flame. The sizzling meat greets your nostrils. What's that? Oh, this is um, sweet meats. Sweet meats. Oh, I've never had that. Uh, what did what did you dip it in? Oh, a little bit of sauce, a little bit of gravy. Oh, sauce. What's in the sauce? Oh, that's a secret recipe. I love secrets. Oh, that's so good. I'm so hungry. This is I'm ready. Meow. Cat grazes across your leg, and then she starts to drizzle it. And Andy, I said that'd just be one copper. Oh yeah, one copper. No problem. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anyone okay. else want some? Everyone just stares at you. Man, oh, coughs, sorry. Man, man coughs next to you. He covers his mouth. I, I was just talking to these two guys. But yeah, no, who, who else is hungry? Oh, a generous man, are you? Oh, I'm just I'm just hungry and I, I love to share. Oh, we love to share. Well, a generous man indeed. A saint in times of trial and motion. Then a man speaks up and says, there's, there's no trial in motion, witch. Shut up and make us our food. So he'll uh, he'll give her a gold piece and say, "Hey, feed whoever next. Like, kind of pay for the next guys behind me until until this is done." Ooh, and Saliana, I have a daughter I'd love for you to meet. Hold oh. on now, hold on. And, and she, Saliana comes out, a beautiful young woman. Um, and yes, mother, what what is it? Oh, this this is a fine proprietor of our business. He loves your sweet meat, Sterling, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Sterling's bright red, but he's. I, I, I gotta get going. Oh no! Come, please stay for dinner. Come, call your friends. And, and she looks around, and says, "Be, be like, get your silly butt over here right now." And a young boy, what, Mama? Take care of these customers. Oh, are we going to get our food or what? She pulls you and Saliana aside. Where are your friends? Wait, oh, come eat some sweet meats. And she pulls each of you, insisting you join her for a dinner. Guys, do we have time? We don't have any time, Sterling. We have to go. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, what did this say? Well, you must, must come back tomorrow for dinner. If we have time. My name is Lena. This is my daughter, Saliana. There's my good-for-nothing son, Philae, over there. Please, please, handsome young men such as yourself. Oh, and a gnomish fellow as well. Uh, luck of the gnomes, I believe. Yes, we would love to have you blessing us with with joining us tomorrow for dinner. Please, will you join Mama Lena? Mama Lena, you, you have a lovely family. Um, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pencil it in, okay? All right, bye now. All right, bye-bye. See you tomorrow. Handsome, isn't he? Mama, please. 
the smell of sweetmeats starts to drift and you get that rich, nasty smog taste in your mouth with every bite, Sterling. Uh, each of you make a investigation. Uh, well, let's see. You can do survival check or investigation check. Yeah, she, she called these sweetmeats, but they're, they're not that sweet. Just... The sauce is very sweet. The meat is stringy, hard to chew. I'll tell you what sweetmeats are later, Sterling. Eat up. 10? Ooh. 13 investigation for Hawkins. Yeah, 24 survival. Sorry, 24 survival. Okay. All right. Well, um, Vaughn and Hawkins, you're having a hard time navigating the city, uh, finding, looking what you are finding for. Um, how is this? How is this failing? How is this taking time? Indeed, it takes up the most part of the day. So for four hours, you search through Torn Town, this part of the city. Hawkins isn't very familiar with this part of town to begin with, um, but what little familiarity he has, he just, he's disoriented by the crowds of people that are around. He's been through before when it was kind of subdued a bit, um, but he's, you know, getting jostled by the crowd and, and sort of feeling uh, conscious of Lion M. Um, and all the stairs that it's attracting and that kind of thing. He's he's not trying to draw too much attention, but he's having a he's so he's kind of balancing these things and not paying attention to his environment very much. I think Vaughn's feeling the same way. Um, just trying to stay in in the shadows, so to speak. Not necessarily in the shadows, but just trying to stay out of the uh, focus of the folks. And so it's causing causing the group to take a lot of. Uh, left turns down alleys and then you know 10 minutes later we realize we're in the same alley that we were in a half an hour ago just trying to navigate the back the back ways um, of a town that neither one of us or none, none of the three of us are familiar with sterling you are successful in that when you round the corner you see something that stands far out of place within the city there's a vulture on a perch, an animal. As you walk that way, it looks at you and speaks. I need you to make a Charisma 17 saving throw. I got a 16. With Sterling leading the way, Vaughn and Hawkins being lost at this point, taking Sterling's driven uh, survival instincts. Hawkins and Vaughn, you see that the upon the breast of the vulture, there is a painted red hand, the symbol of the god of war, also known as the right hand of Bane. The vulture speaks to you, Sterling. The fall of Boshan precedes the fall of Greenfield. Every noble house, every church in flames. High keep will fall from a high place, and your blood will write the pages of our history. When the vulture calls out that, people stop where they are standing, and they put two fingers on their forehead, and then they imprint a hand with open palm upon their chest 
When the vulture ceases speaking, people resume their business. And above, in the shop, the shop behind the vulture, there is a sign above the door called the end of the road. Sterling, you walk into it. Hawkins and Vaughn, you watch Sterling pull off the path and walk into the shop called the end of the road right after this vulture just spoke. Where is he going? I don't know. It seems kind of weird. We haven't been going into places. Do you uh, think the books are in there? It could be, I suppose. I don't I don't I don't understand what he's doing. I'm just following. Sterling, where are you going? Sterling, you may respond, but you just feel a strong compelled need to go into this shop. So the way that Sterling kind of fidgets it, because as they were walking around, he was doing, looking everywhere. But then all of a sudden he felt that pull on his chest where his star stone is, and that's what made him stop. And then he gets caught and he just, I don't know, I must go. Uh, go to the end of the road. And just starts walking into the... the... As you cross the threshold, the, the bracelet that Sylvia gave you Titans on your wrist. Please make a second DC 17 charisma saving throw. He got a 15, so he feels it, but it's still not enough. It is not enough. When you walk into the shop, it is full of books. There are bookshelves lining the walls. If the rest of you walk in, you see that there is a man with spectacles, you know, a very, uh, black, very, very black hair that has been combed over and slicked to the side. He adjusts his spectacles as you walk in and puts down his quill and says, uh, recruitments today uh, will be held in the later afternoon. If you would like to, you may sit down and wait for the, the Bay Knights to arrive. With books lining the shelves, a place to sit in foyer, and a man behind the desk, how do you proceed? Uh, Sterling's still not quite sure of his surroundings, so he will just go at the first um, direction that he received, which was sit and wait. Um, he's just, he's not interested in it. All that curiosity has just gone out of him. Hawkins. He sees Sterling sit down, and he's he, his behavior is completely different than it was before, so it definitely seems like something's up. Um, so he gestures to Vaughn to walk over and walk up to Sterling. What's uh, what's going on here, bud? I must go to the end of the road. I'm, well, that's where we are already. We're inside, but I mean, there are all these books here and you're not even looking at them. Oh. He said he said to take a seat. Recruitment. Um, recruitment. Recruitment. There'll be a presentation. I said recruitments for war will be held at the end of the afternoon. The Baynats have not arrived. You may sit down. Your lion must wait outside, please. Oh, recruitment is this afternoon. Okay, well, Sterling and Hawkins, uh, 
We don't want to miss that for sure, but maybe we should come back this afternoon. He's going to try to get these guys to get up and, and leave. Sterling, physically, you are able to be led away. Yeah, he's in a daze, but he'll definitely, if they start kind of pulling him, leave with everyone. Hawkins and Vaughn, you notice that Sterling is following every direction you give. Once outside, the smog heavy and thick, the people moving out and about, there is one man with his hood drawn, leaning up against the corner, smoking a pipe. He empties out his pipe and notices you, Vaughn, and nods. He walks away and goes into, yeah, he walks away and goes behind an alley, and then there is a staircase that leads in the basement of the closest tavern across the street. Vaughn's going to, Vaughn's going to follow. He's going to turn to the guys and say, uh, Hawkins and Sterling, this, this man just signaled me, and it could be a trap, but we have no leads and we're lost, so let's follow and, and see if this could be helpful to us. Sterling, uh, stay right with us, okay? Yeah, I'll stay with you. Do you go through the front door or do you follow the back basement? Uh, Vaughn will follow him. The alleyway is littered with men who are empty of bottle and empty of soul. They lie in wait for the shop to open up that they may drown their sorrows in another drink. Coughing continues, but here in the alleyway, the smog is not as thick. In fact, it is more visible in the dark and the shadows than it is in the light. Walking down the slippery, greasy steps, the door opens without hesitation. And inside, no one is present except a few candle lights. A lantern goes off and the man pulls back his hood and he reveals himself to be a male elf. And he looks at you and says, Hinrik von Stiepelbottom, I presume. Why would you presume that? I am Ion Keen of House Elithria. I am well acquainted with your family. And I do not forget the face. And it is difficult to erase the noble air from your presence. You also did not pray when the sounding forth came from the vulture. So I could easily assume that you and your companions have not been here for a while. But you are here in Boshan. You are very perceptive, my friend, and it is good to see you. And with that, he'll walk up to him and, and extend his hand. From a distance, you knew him and his house, his family. He says, I work with the steady gaze now. We are the last of the beholden, the guardians of the noble house. We are on an errand from the Baltop Library, and we are here to, to do some investigation. He sees your indigo robes. You are bookens. We are. You made it out of the city alive, I assume. We are here, but not without difficulty. This is not a good time for noble houses. Many of them are trying to leave if they not have already hidden deep within the city. It has been, the tables have turned, as it were. The noble houses are no longer protected. 
And then he looks down sad. We try to do everything we can to help them out. It is the last thing we can do. But not all my house agrees with me. Well, as you know, my noble family is no more. And I no longer answer to that name to anyone but you and my friends here, if they dare to use it. Uh, I am now called Vaughn. It is a wise choice indeed, for if word got out that the last remaining heir of Steeplebottom were here, it would be a glorious celebration, if you understand. I do. Even after a year, the quench for blood has not ended. They are starting a war. That was their end game all along, if you have not noticed. And these recruitments have begun. They are building an army. Eh, a building an army for slaughter. It is the way of Bane. Fight until blood feels his thirst. This is grave news indeed, my friend. Well, sadly, they're using the people of Boshan as cannon fodder. It has not begun only in recruitment phase alone. Um, why were you going into the shop? Well, my friend here seemed persuaded, and we are... Our mission involves some books, and seeing that there were books in the shop, it made sense to visit, but I don't believe that that is, uh, that is the location uh, that will fulfill our needs. Well, as far as we have trusted each other, I assume since you are here, you are looking for help. Might I offer that assistance? What can I do to speed you on your mission, with the hopes that you might speed me on mine? We would love to support you as you support us. Hawkins or Sterling, can you help him understand why we're here? Hawkins will <clears throat> pull out a sketch of the A um, and say, do you recognize this symbol? I do, very much so. It is the symbol of the Amber Dune Gang. Uh, and uh, do you know where they operate, where they trade? I think our path is eventually going to cross theirs. They remain very loose, uh, but it is a, a gang of traders and they basically deal in illusions and selling things that are not entirely accurate. Um, oftentimes cheap products come from them as well, but they operate with simple shops they can pick up and take down. Most of the time they um, operate in the lower part of the cities. Though that is changing, everything is topsy-turvy. But one of the shops is across the bridge uh, through the town of Riverton. Mm, great. Is that the way you came? Uh, sorta. We came by ferry. The ferry? Yep. Honest Amos? Yep. Did he recognize you, Vaughn? Not that I know of, but he will recognize me if I see him again. I made sure of that. Uh, perhaps I was not clear. Did he recognize your surname? Your your regal heir? I'm trying not to say the word noble. I did, I did speak to him with some authority, but I did not. I don't think he knows who I am. That is good. Um... My informants tell me that he is a inform. He, my my informants tell me that he is a deliverer of news to the House Basil. He operates in um, leaking information to 
uh, from desperate people, people that I can't enter in. The the way through the Riverton is heavily guarded by the Bay Knights. Um, he makes up for the rest. Well, he certainly had a desire to dispose of us, so uh, clearly he saw something in us that he didn't like or he liked very much. The only thing he likes is whiskey and lizard fights. Most likely he would have disposed of your friends and they would have been fish food at the bottom. But you would have had far more of an extensive experience. Do you know if anyone is... And then he stops for a minute. Mechanical lion with you. Sits up for a minute, looks around the room, scans. His voice gets hushed. And he goes to look to the door and listens, pressing his ear to the tavern door. Realizing a sense of security might have been compromised, how do you respond? If the door opens into the room we are, um, okay. Well, Hawkins will still have the mechanical lion lie down in front of the door to at least be an obstacle if anyone tried to barge in. Oh, which door? The basement door or the, the tavern? The tavern. So, yeah, upstairs. Okay. That's the one That's the, one the elf is looking listening to. Yeah, so he'll... I, the the lion will basically take up position when he can. Cool. Sterling, your mind begins to erase from its fuzziness as if you had just woken up from a dream. Though you remember everything, it's hard to grasp the sensory details of being in the room. You know there are books, but you can't outline their binders. You know there was a person across from the table, but you can't do anything but sense their presence. You know, Vaughn and Hawkins were there and their faces are the only thing clear left in that dream. That bracelet has stopped tightening around your wrist. So Sterling will be rubbing at his wrist, just kind of not knowing what he's doing. He'll just be rubbing at it. And he slowly, those things will come back to him in that order of end of the road, the seal and steeple bottom. Those three triggers were kind of going off in his brain and that's really what his brain's kind of wrapping around but I don't think he's paying attention to much just really coming to himself Vaughn will get quiet and um, be uh, facing the door that actually if the um, if the elven man is ear to the door and the lion is moving towards the door then he will look he will face towards the door to the basement um, just kind of uh positioning himself that uh, through the other entrance in yeah, a defensive position in case in case something was to come that way and be very quiet make a perception check then Erling nothing actually you know what I'll let you do a perception check anyway 18 yeah. for me good 16 17 sorry that's really good too 8 8 okay Vaughn and Sterling, that's great. You are not surprised at all. You begin to hear footsteps approaching. You hear quieted voices. They're in here for certain. Uh, Vaughn, well, I say Sterling, you hear, maybe you felt someone's thoughts, their intentions through the door. They simply desire. Get the noble, dispose of the rest. What about the other one? No worries, you can't kill him anyway. And then Ion Keen 
backs away and says, Someone is here. With seconds to respond, Hawkins, now you're in the fray. And a little bit of advantage, Vaughn and Sterling. Vaughn's going to look at the elf, and uh, having been deceived multiple times recently, he's going to look into his eyes to try to determine if this guy has has now stabbed them in the back as well. Yeah. Go ahead and make an insight check, then. Oh, that's a good roll. Uh, 20. His words are sharp and cruel, but honest. He changed the name of the beholden to the steady gaze. He has helped out the noble houses. He has made every attempt to lead you here in secrecy and seemed incredibly disappointed when you dealt with honest Amos as that has most likely compromised your situation. Going into the house of recruitment though was not enough because he does not know about Sterling's trigger. He was also not praying during the vulture cry. All right, so Vaughn trusts that he didn't lead us down here, but does Vaughn hear those guys saying, grab the noble and don't worry about the others? No, only Sterling heard that, but you heard the you heard the footsteps. Yeah, you heard the footsteps. Vaughn's going to move himself into a position where he can um, ambush uh, the first person down the stairs. So kind of move off to the side of the wall uh, where the stairs open in. So as they come in the room, he's going to uh, attack. Okay. With his fists. Taking a ready stance, Hawkins, how do you prepare? Um, seeing Vaughn sort of get into position around to the other door, um, he'll move away from that door and draw his crossbow and uh, load up an incendiary tip. Nice. You're facing the basement door? Yes. Okay, and your lion is preparing to block the, the other door. Yep. Okay. And Sterling. Uh, is there any other way out of this room, or is it just the two doors? Hmm. Make a perception check. It's 17. The floor is stone. The walls are stone. There are various crates and barrels to hide behind. There is a wooden roof that leads up to the second story, the first story. So you tell me. So um, obviously this place is to hide, but it's not, it's a very small room. I'm guessing like what, 20 yeah, by 20. 20 by 20, yeah. yep. So yeah, he was thinking he could hide everybody, um, but it, he's but the only thing that comes out of his mouth is, they're here for the noble. And then he looks at the elf, are you, are you noble? And then that was kind of what he's got. Okay, and with that, Ian Keen says, I am not a noble, most likely. And he motions towards Vaughn. The hot on your trail. Honest Abe must have leaked them out. And Sterling will jump behind a crate. Well, I think we need to roll initiative then. So y'all can imagine the room 20 by 20. It's like a cellar connection, like for deliveries to be brought up into the first level of the tavern. It appears that some forces have closed you out in both directions, going through the tavern and now are trying to enter from the top side stairwell down that's where ion and the mechanical lion are vaughn you are uh, are you at the door or beyond the door what's your intention with that so if there's yeah if there's a door i'm going to be on the side of the door that opens so on the non-hinged side of the door but okay. against the wall 
So okay. when they open the door, they won't see me, but I'll be right there next to them. Nice. Okay. And then, uh, Hawkins, you were just positioning yourself the best line of sight to that open door, right? That um, the first one that notices him, he would attack. So if if more than one can get in the room before they notice him standing there, uh, then he will let them into the room before he attacks. Hawkins, did you hold anything or do you want to just wait for initiative? I, I think just wait for initiative. Okay. And then Sterling, where were you positioning yourself in the room? After he said that and the guy said he wasn't a noble, Sterling jumped behind a crate somewhere in the corner. Uh, you say closer to the tavern door or closer to the alley door? The alley door. Okay. Okay. And then Ion is standing at the ready with the front door. Well, you got the surprise on them, so that cancels out their surprise on you. So, the top of the round, a man in armor walks through and he has a red hand splattered on his chest. He has a sword drawn and he walks straight through the door, kicking it open. Vaughn, you may now execute your readied action. Okay, so he notices me there? Uh, he doesn't notice you, he just, he's charging straight in. Just kicked open the door and then he brandishes his weapon, looking around the room. Uh, Vaughn's going to Vaughn's going to hold still to wait to see um, if anybody notices him and wants to wants to be aggressive because he's his hope is that more of these guys will get in the room. He, what he doesn't want to do is knock this guy out and then have the other three run for help. So he he walks in. He uses well he doesn't use all of his movement, but at that point he uses his action. He surveys the room and sees everyone there. Uh, everyone files in after him. Vaughn, you can see that there are four agents who have now entered the room. The others are going to push against the door and the lion shoulders it and it cracks open and you can hear them saying on the other side, it's barred. Uh, They're gonna use their action to try and break down the door. It's gonna be very difficult. Yeah, they're working on it and the, you can see that the door is shaking a little bit, but that lion is standing guard, just not moving. It's just got its bottom planted down and the door keeps cracking up against it. The lion will get shifted for a little bit and then scooch over during the time of reprieve and shoulder itself against the door once again. Hawkins, it's your turn. Um, Hawkins will use that uh, incendiary tip that he had loaded into his crossbow um, and take a shot at the the first one who came in, the heavily armored one. Mm -hmm. Um, So just before releasing the bolt uh he ignites the magnesium on the tip so it flares up nice and bright and got a natural 20. (laughs) yeah buddy so do i double the uh maneuver dice two i think it's every die yeah every die is just not modifiers yeah Yeah, just no modifiers sweet and awesome rolls i got three i got two eights and a seven, and uh, I don't want to do it. Oh, a four. So awesome. <laughs> that should be enough. Let's hope. Okay, uh, armor, ooh, armor class is 18 okay. on this guy. Go ahead. Uh, the shot does 29 damage. So he was using a maneuver with the incendiary tip. Wow. And the bolt. <laughs> The man rushes in, brandishes his weapon, heavily armored, knocking down this door, splinters of wood flying at his feet, 
He looks over at you, his eyes flashing with red, and the bolt goes straight between his armor, and you hear the arrowhead just clink, 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 landing at the bottom of his belly. And then, boom! <laughs> Bits and pieces go flying everywhere. He is completely obliterated. The armor goes crashing against Grizzly. Uh, 29 points of damage, more than 120% of his life extinguished. Anything else, Hawkins? Um, I, he's standing there in shock now. He sort of drops the crossbow down by his side, like, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> wow. Everyone else is in shock. And at that point, they realizing that this is not just a simple raid of capturing a noble, they point towards you, Hawkins, as being the greatest threat. Uh, but they do back up a little bit in somewhat of fear, and they don't look as heavily armored as this last one that is now lying in four different directions on the ground. Vaughn, this explosion rings out. How do you proceed? Vaughn is going to try to get between... So is there any of that door left, or is the door completely destroyed? It's not destroyed it's just kicked open yeah but the okay. maybe the, de the deadbolt is kind of is broken okay so vaughn wants to vaughn wants to maneuver himself between the door and these three guys mm. and then he's going to say he's going to say to hawkins um have the lion let those guys in we don't want them to get away and then he's going to uh punch this guy right in front of him a couple times uh, non-lethal. Ooh, that's uh, that's good. That's 22 and 25 to hit. It's going to be a 16 armor class. All right. So 22 and 25 to hit, and the total damage is, what's well, it, 8 and 7, so 15. Boom, 50%. He's going to say, why are you here? Okay. He looks back. He's... Um, You've stepped behind him as they look at this flash of magnesium. You just pop him on the back of the head and his helmet goes flying crowned. He now looks at you with red in his eyes and they point towards you and say, arrest him. Breaking the law of Bane, assaulting a Baneite officer. They appear relentless at this point. Sterling, your turn. So with Sterling being in the corner um, behind a crate, he's, um, Everything's going through his head again with the end of the road, the seal, steeple bottom, Bane. He's just getting mad. He is just over this. It's like they've barely come into the city. He's been attacked by lizard folks and now people are storming him. Um, and so his star glass will start to uh, glow um, the color and the constellation of the archer. He is um, kind of working himself into a rage and he will do what he's done before, which is stand up take a little bit of the water out of his water skin, turn it into an ice knife and throw it at that one that hasn't been hit yet, that's in front of the 15. Mm. Uh, and he will just, yeah, enrage, throw it right there. Um, with a, a 17 to hit. Indeed. So he does to that one guard, he is gonna do eight points of damage and then to his friends, once it explodes, he will do uh, oh, just two. As that guard says, arrest him, the ice knife hits him in the back now, and you see the frost just blast him. He lands at 
He lands on top of you, Vaughn, and you simply sidestep out of the way as he lies dead in the doorstep as well. And the other two get two points of damage. Sorry, I did eight to the one that didn't get hit yet. And then two to the other two, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the fact that he didn't hear Vaughn swing his sword, I was like, okay, he's not looking to kill. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah, so the ice blast hits the whole party and they, the ice just shatters all around them. Everyone stays their ground. Uh, if you want your defender to move out of the way, it can do so, Hawkins. Yep, I will. As soon as it moves out of the way, two guards come tumbling through the door and Ion takes a shot at one and does 14 damage, stabbing it like fashion as Vaughn as soon as he walks in the room. Ion shouts, they are Bay Knights, they are the officers. Vaughn, with not having received too much interaction from these officers, they appear to be doing the most they can do, um, considering that the situation has gotten hostile and not simply just a raid. It is their turn. Steel Defender is gonna move towards you and good good thing too. Hawkins, uh, Vaughn, one is gonna move out of your reach. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can try to whack him, smack him. Okay, go for a 16. Uh, that would be a 21 to hit. Good, great. Six points of damage. Six, okay, so you can knock him out if you want at that point. Yeah, absolutely. He, rendered, he is rendered inert and he goes to move to attack Hawkins and you completely knock him unconscious. He falls to the ground. However, Hawkins, they're both gonna attack you. You can tell they're well-trained soldiers and they move into a tactical defensive position so that Steel Defender is looking back and forth trying to figure out which one to protect you from. Natural 20 to hit and a 13. 13 misses. 11 points of bludgeoning damage. They whip out their maces and they begin to try attacking you. One, you dodge out of the way, mechanical lion taking some of the damage. The other one hits you across the shoulder. One of them pulls out a crossbow and shoots at you, Sterling. 11 to hit. Misses. And a 16 to hit. 16 hits. Three points of damage. You flick it off and some of the splinters go flashing into your skin. Not too bad. That is the end of their turn. Hawkins. All right. Um, so Hawkins forgot to load his crossbow after the last shot anyways. Um, and since they've approached him, that's just fine. He's going to use the power port to try to deliver a shocking grasp to one of the ones that's right on him. Natural one. Um, I think though he will, uh, take out his lion uh, which delivers a roar and gives him an action surge. And he will attempt that shock and grasp again. Okay, that is 14 to hit. So that's a miss as well. Still not enough. This time it goes, it delivers a discharge, but the the Bayonite is aware of what you're trying to do and he backs out of the way and the electricity just goes dispersed into the room. Does it have metal armor? Yes. Okay, so I'm supposed to have advantage if it's wearing metal armor. I missed that. All right, so that's a uh, 12 plus 6. So that'll do it. And what about the first roll? Okay, right, yep, good. Uh, a 2, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that second time, it discharges for a little bit. He laughs and he approaches you, thinking you've already discharged everything. And he walks right into and your hand is placed upon that red stain upon his armor 
and you deliver the shock damage. Three. And he cannot take reactions. He jolts to the side and receives the shock and his armor begins to steam up with heat. He can smell his skin crisping underneath. All right, Hawkins, anything else? No, but he's looking pretty rough. Okay. With their maces out, they seem to desire to dispose of everyone. Vaughn is staying in the shadows. Mm, it is your turn, Vaughn. Uh, so the this body is kind of in front of the door, right? The unconscious one? Yes. All right. So he's going to jump over the body and uh, attack the one that's uh, hitting Hawkins with his sword. Okay. Ugh, that's a 10. Miss. Yep. And then he's going to use flurry of blows to uh, to try to punch this guy twice. That's better. That's a 20 and an 18. Well done. A total of 15 damage again. Okay. He gets hit in the back of the head and kind of just uh, jolted to the side after getting electrocuted on one end, slashed by Vaughn on the other. He's looking... Actually, you know what? That doesn't end. Vaughn, you rush up behind him. Um, it's your call, though. So Vaughn runs up and swings the sword, but it's right when the guy got shocked. And so he kind of bent over in shocking pain. And so the sword goes over his head. And then as he stands back up, Vaughn um, punches him in the kidney and in, then um, in the side of the head. And he just topples over. He drops unconscious to the ground at your feet, Hawkins. And then after the shock is gone, you see Vaughn is standing there in place of the man, in place of the guard. Okay. Vaughn will move up to between this guy and the door. He's trying to keep himself between the enemy and the door because he doesn't want anybody to run away. Yeah, I can see that. You're doing a really good job. <laughs> Very tactical. Not bad. Sterling, how do you close out this round? So Sterling in the corner, seeing those arrows just fly by him, one of them grazes him. He kind of lifts his hands up and you see the giant archer uh, constellation coming around his neck and out of it um, cracks a guiding bolt um, to the gentleman um, who's the last one in uh, the door. Um, his, his idea is to um, hit him so that it will probably knock him out um, and make him fall inwards onto his buddy. Um, and his attack is a, oh, no, it's only an eight. So he misses with that, but it arcs to his friend in front of him. Um, and the sign of the archer shines bright and it hits the guy in front of him for six. Six damage? Yeah. Okay. All right. It ricochets back and <laughs> knocks him to the ground. He was trying to put him out, but not, not kill him. But I don't think it's, you know, it was kind of accidental. Guiding bolt is difficult to regulate on that. I'll let you do a do an arcana check to see if you could regulate that power. It was a four. Yeah, he just <laughs> incinerates and he falls down to the ground. At this point, you see Ion. Ion then stretches out his hands and you see that his veins turn black. His eyes begin to glow black and he begins to speak in Sylvan. He grows to twice the size or the shadows start to cling to him. Either way, he begins to take up that corner of the room. He opens up his mouth in an unnaturally large way. His teeth are fanged. 
and he shrieks out in exclamation. The Bainites cover their ears, the ones that are awake, and they get a six and a 20. Bond, the one that is next to you, hears the scream and he looks back and says, there's an elf among us. And he says, abort. And he looks around and sees that mostly everyone's unconscious. So he makes an attempt while the one at the door is standing his ground and he now draws his sword to retaliate. Uh, he is going to run away from you and push past his companion bond that gives you an opportunity attack. All right. Uh, he's, uh, well, he's, been you have, you have to get, you have to get at least 10 damage. All right. He's been punching. Um, he's still punching. He can't pull out a sword. That's not, that's not right. So, um, uh, he misses with an 11. Oof. One, two, three, four, five. He is 10 feet outside the room in the tavern, fleeing for his life in fear of this elf. Ion then returns his form, diminutive he looks. Sterling, you've seen Sylvia act this way once or twice as she doesn't attempt to terrify people with her fey appearance. More often she has charmed them. In this instance, Ion uses the power of his ancestry to frighten the disturbance away. He moves towards Yuvon in diminutive fashion, his thin rail-like body getting closer. He puts a hand on your shoulder and says, are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. It looks like my friend is hurt. And, uh, well, there's still, this one's still here, right? Look out! And the last Bayonite just is rushing towards you to slash you into bits. Oh, I gotta figure out if he hits you. <laughs> What's your armor class, Vaughn? 17. Oh, he got a natural one. <laughs> he falls on his own sword. Nice. No. <laughs> no, what happens is he goes to hit you, and Vaughn, you instantly grapple hold of his wrist and twist it to the side, putting him in a very painful position, rendering this from a hostile situation to exactly what you desired, a negotiation. Nice. And so for now, our story concludes. Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded. And we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, then you should visit Tabletop Audio. You can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. Don't forget to subscribe so that you will stay up to date on new episodes of The Bookish and the Brave. And as always, Sojourner, may your story continue.